deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I am your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. That was very anticlimactic. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Oh man, you know I'm just trying to trying to get it. I feel like I I don't have the energy, so I'm trying to hype it up and, and get things good things rolling here. Um, I don't know this game. I think this game on tonight is kind of putting me to sleep. It has I don't know what the the tempo of it has just been kind of dull. Yeah, you, there's not a whole lot of splash going on. I mean, uh, Indianapolis is just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. I mean, they had like an 18-play stretch where they uh, they ran for 17 plays. So, I mean, Nuke, uh, <laughs> Nuke Hopkins has had some as fantastic, always, catch, yeah. fantastic catches. Um, yeah, yeah. For, I, I don't for, know for me in the ABC Podcast League against you this week. Oh, am I playing you this week? Awesome. <laughs> Two uh, mediocre teams facing off for uh, the right well, to maybe try and snag that sixth playoff spot. So I, I am not uh, concerned with me getting into the playoffs in that league. I don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen. So uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, we'll just see I, what happens. I'm currently sitting in that sixth spot and uh, actually had a pretty good week last week, but just went up against a team that put up a crap ton of points. But uh, overall, I have had some pretty good luck in that league because I haven't been scoring other than like the first week. I haven't been scoring on the high end of things. Yeah, and I have not had uh, the luck in that league. I have not been scoring a ton of points, but I also have the most points scored against me by a long shot. It's okay. not even close. My my strategy of going wide receiver, wide receiver in the full PPR uh, league kind of bit me in the bootay because um, Hopkins has been okay. He hasn't been great. And yeah, OBJ, he, hasn't, he hasn't been OBJ, that that guy. OBJ has been an utter disappointment this year. Just yeah, this might be a get right uh, game for him this week. I'll be curious to see how that goes. We'll see. I don't have uh, a lot of faith in the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, he was on my radar this week, especially after all that ugliness that happened last week on Thursday night. I'm. I'm kind of thinking that uh, they're they're in for being upset this week. 
we'll, we'll have to see. So, but beyond that, how are uh, how are things? You got uh, anything to drink tonight? Oh, I I am sipping on some hot tea like an old man. I uh, I can't seem to get right, but I think that's because I'm just not getting that much sleep. Because uh, I've got a. <laughs> Uh, almost six-month-old child that uh, refuses to take to sleep training and screams like nobody's business. So, <laughs> oh, well, that sounds just yeah, it's great, delightful. Um, uh, I love I'm, my son. Uh, I just I'm not really love my drinking <laughs> anything currently, but I did uh, get to go over to my buddy Kurt Ludington's house uh, this afternoon and uh, sample some of his fine bourbons had had myself a little uh wild turkey uh 17 from the master's keep collection and uh angel's envy cask um, and, and he made me a really nice old-fashioned so check out check him out on uh on youtube slb drinks he he makes some cocktails and stuff on there it's uh he's got a real nice setup and so uh that's that's what i i got to enjoy today so uh, that sounds delightful uh, it, it was fantastic <laughs> i'm i'm Kurt. looking forward to a little thanksgiving next week so that uh, i can sip on some bourbon with you absolutely well, kurt always treats me real well and he knows how to post so um, luck, lucky to have that experience every now and then so anyhow how did you do last week uh not great <laughs> i i did hit and one one double up my highest lineup of the week was a uh 147.58 um i was really anchored down by two things uh brian hill being absolutely awful and uh dd westbrook who i thought was just like a lock play with Fultz coming back and uh, Foles just kept throwing a shark. So uh, I didn't actually get to see that game. I haven't reviewed the film yet to see if it was, uh, you know, Westbrook just wasn't getting open or what the story was. But those two plays really disappointed me. Uh, had I um, fixed that issue, um, that would have been a pretty good, pretty good spot. I mean, I finished in the top 1,100 or 1,200 out of 5,700 plays, so you know it's not too bad. I did, I did hit. So, but other than that, uh, my season longs, uh, I was really hampered because Marlon Mack got hurt in the first half, and Tyreek Hill got hurt on like the first drive, uh, and I had Russell Wilson and Saquon Barkley on by. So last week was a rough week for me. Uh, put myself. Uh, dropped from uh, second to fourth in one league. I dropped from first to second or third in another league. And uh, I dropped from a playoff spot to I need a lot of help this week uh, to get in. So uh, those injuries and really killed me last week. I hear you. My season long was uh, pretty pretty disappointing um i've I've mentioned it before but i've got the most points uh in that league by far Um, yeah you keep mentioning it man stop bragging (laughs) 
by well, I'm not in playoff position. <laughs> I, I I I lost. I, I have the most points by 130 points. A full week's good score, and um, I'm I'm out of playoff position at six and five right now. I lost for the second time this year to the worst team in the league. So frustrating. I just, uh, I really don't think I got any touchdowns from any of my positional players this week. Um, and, and that, that hurts. So, um, even still I had a chance, but, um, Patrick Mahomes didn't really do much on Monday night. Otherwise I would have would have been able to get there. I, I think I missed out by like 11 points. Uh, or, you know, I, what I kind of went in on Westbrook as well. I've got Westbrook and shark and I, I played Westbrook over shark. Um, that, that definitely cost me a win. So, yeah. So the, I have a league where I've got Westbrook and shark and uh, I did the same thing. I played Westbrook and, and here's, the frustrating part about that. So if I play shark instead of Westbrook, I win. I lost by 0.4. And here's what's even more frustrating. The reason I lost by that 0.4 is because Chase Daniel got sacked at the end of the uh, Bears Rams game. Nice. Had he not gotten sacked, uh, then I still win. But instead, I lost by 0.4. Wow. That. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> As far as DraftKings was concerned, I, my uh, my cash lineup got there this week. Um, was uh, ended up scoring 144.48, won 75 percent of my head-to-heads, won all my uh, double ups. Uh, didn't have any uh, any luck in the GPPs. I, I was I was above water overall, but. Uh, just, just nothing, nothing hit from a tournament standpoint. So, I, I think um, the process is is going, going well. You know, um, I I decided to jam in the running backs uh, and Lamar Jackson. So I had Jackson, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, so I had to pay down everywhere else pretty much um went stone minimum with the cardinals d and but at 1500 they they got five points that 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 basically paid off at 3x so um and debo samuel was was a big key as well so feel pretty good about that and i hope we can carry it over into this week yeah, that's two weeks in a row for you uh, hitting pretty good in your cash lineups, isn't it? Um, I yeah, I had the right um, right comma of the week before wasn't wasn't as successful, but um, still above the above the waterline percent. Excellent, congratulations, sir. <laughs> still, still looking for the big win. Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. But, uh, all right. We'll see if we can get there this week, then. Dive Come into on. things. And, uh, 
see if we can't point out some good plays for each other here. All right. Well, I will um, start off. Uh, this is a gut play more than anything. Uh, could be because I will tell you, as I was looking through this, the the stats and everything don't really add up 100% uh, to this being a great play. But I'm looking at Drew Brees this week, uh, 6,600 uh, at home uh, against Carolina. So Carolina's coming to town. Uh, here's my issue with the – like the, the Panthers – they give or I'd say they're like more middle of the pack as far as uh, DraftKings points given up to, to QBs. Um, but divisional games for me are always uh, you never know what's going to happen. And Drew Brees is looking to prove a point, I think. Uh, so I think he's going to have himself a good day. And honestly, when I was looking at all the quarterback plays, there wasn't just anything that just jumped out at me like you have to play this guy. So uh, I think I'm kicking the tires on Breeze, and this may be like my absolute bad call of the week. Um, yeah, I mean they're at home, which is always where you want to see see them. Um, Carolina's kind of middle of the pack against the 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 pass. Um, they're they're awful against the the run. Um, actually, they're last against the run. They're they're seventh against the pass per football outsiders. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas is having. I I mean, I could see a way where where he could be in that MVP. Uh, conversation. He's just having sort of solid, consistent um, year as a wide receiver, and he did it under Bridgewater as well. So, um, I I kind of you know I I kind of think that this is a matchup that um, they're gonna be able to exploit the game. Itself has got an over/under of 47, and, and New Orleans is a big favorite, nine and a half point favorite with an implied team total of 28.5. I really like Alvin Kamara for, um, <laughs> in this game, which and, is kind of why I went with. I mean, I was thinking if he can just do the little dump offs to Kamara and a couple of those toss ups to Thomas he can have himself a good game without really having to do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I still see, I, I see him with a chance to get to that 300 yard bonus. Uh, I, I guess it just matters how many, uh, how many touchdowns he throws for, uh, whether he's going to get you there at that price tag. Um, but, uh, it's, it's definitely, he's in the right spot, you know, then course field of, of the NFL, so um, I don't don't hate that play. I'm not sure about cash. I, I think I feel like cash this week. I might have to try to find somebody to pay down for to get all the other plays I want to get in. But uh, yeah, I completely understand that. <laughs> there's no Lamar Jackson this week uh, on the main slate, so 
I don't need to worry about prioritizing the payoff for that. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, no Lamar Jackson on the main slate, no Deshaun Watson on the main slate, and no Mahomes. Right. So, I mean, if you're not playing Russell Wilson, then, you know. There's, there's a lot of other matchups that are close. Like, and so, I don't know. See, it seems like the last couple of weeks, scoring overall has come down from where it was at in the first five weeks of the year. So yeah. that seems to be the pattern if you across seasons though as defenses start to figure the offenses out, you start to see the point total drop. In the divisional games we're into the second matchups and whatnot. So um Yeah. Well the guy I'm looking at this week is Matt Ryan. Um he's playing at home against Tampa Bay. Who stink. Um <laughs> and and Matt Ryan is the one quarterback um, who keeps putting up fantasy points without his legs. Um, and uh, the game total on this one is an over-under of 51. Atlanta's up there with a 27.5 point implied team total. Um, one of the uh, you know, we, we keep uh, talking about guys who are going up against Tampa uh, every week in the passing game because, you know, they, Tampa's number one against the run, but they're number 30 in DVOA against the pass. Um, not only that, but um, the Falcons are, they lead the league in it with a, almost 68% uh, pass rate in uh, neutral situations, which is um, just, insane uh, their their top running back is hurt and, and they, they still they haven't run the ball that well anyway so tampa bay's giving up a boatload of points to the to quarterbacks so i think this is the place where you want to play matt ryan yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, he was my initial play, but when uh, you messaged me and said, oh, I think I'm going to talk about Matt Ryan, I said, well, crap. <laughs> uh, so as uh, the three of you that have looked, maybe, uh, no, I switched the touches needed column last week up a little bit and went to opportunities needed, uh, which doesn't really affect QBs that much unless they're catching their own passes. Um which would be weird, but uh, Matt Ryan averages 41 opportunities a game. So basically uh, between his rush attempts and his pass attempts, he's averaging 41 attempts a game. Uh, based on uh, the calculation, he needs 38 opportunities uh, to hit 3x value, which at this point in time would be 20.1 points. I'll take that out of a QB. Well, You'd that, obviously like more, that, that, but that doesn't take into account matchup. It doesn't take into account that they don't really have a good running back that he can rely on. So uh, I think this is, for me, this is a smash spot for him. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to running back then. All righty. Uh, I'm going Derrick Henry. Uh, because it is that time of year. I believe it was about this time of year last year where uh, Derrick Henry shook the earth 
and just destroyed Jacksonville on the ground. And uh, I think he might have an opportunity to do so again. Uh, if he can get himself the touches, uh, I think if he gets uh, 20 rushing attempts in this game, you're going to see him go for about one to 110 and at least one touchdown, which will be good enough for me. Uh, that will give him his, his 100-yard bonus. Uh, that will put him in the 19 to 20 range. Um little hot and cold, but they've started to use him a little bit more uh, the last four games. He's starting to produce a little bit more in the last four games. Uh, their last meeting, uh, he had 17 carries for 44 yards, but uh, I believe he was still playing with Mariota at quarterback. Uh, so Jacksonville really only had to say, all right, we're stopping Derrick Henry. Um, I just like his, I like his odds this week. Yeah, Derrick Henry's popping pretty high in my model. He's the second highest uh, running back there. Um, this this game is coming in with a um, 41 and a half point over under. Tennessee's got a slight uh, favorite and a 22.5 implied team total. So shouldn't be a game that's getting out of hand. Um yeah. And then the other side of this is, the, you know, that Jacksonville defense is actually giving up the ninth most DraftKings points to the running back position. And that is Derrick Henry's backfield. Last year it was split, but this time of year, give him the ball and let him go. Yeah, they're, um, they're per football outsiders, they're uh, 30th uh, against the run um, at a 5.6% uh, positive um, against rate which, uh, you know, is kind of a funnel. And, and Tannehill has been managing the games. So um, he's not, you know, they're not throwing it all over the field. Uh, they definitely focus on using um, using Derrick Henry. You know, a couple of dump-offs to him. And uh, you, I, I, I think... He could be in for another big week. You know, he, he's always just one step away from hitting a home run play. That's because he's a beast. He's, he certainly is. He looks like the freaking predator out there sometimes. So... All right, well, my running back here that, that I'm looking at is Philip Lindsay. Uh, trying to find some value so I can, you know, pay up for a couple other spots. And uh, for the Denver running back here comes in at a 5,200. They're playing at Buffalo. So low game total, over under 37.5. Denver's implied for 16.8. Um what about Philip Lindsay is uh, is is got my interest peaked? Well, it seems in the last few weeks that uh, you know Lindsay has been the number one running back for them all year with the most touches, but um, it's starting to become a wider gap in in the touches per game. And they, there's been some um, comments that, that they really want to keep um, pushing Lindsey. 
Denver does. So um, he's he's a fast guy, home run hitter. He always seems to be able to find those holes. Um, and the, the thing about it is that you, you think the Bills have a really good uh, defense, which they do, but they, they kind of funnel towards the run. Um, back to the football outsiders, they're, they're ranked 27th against the run in DVOA. Um, there's been um, nine backs that have gone up against the Bills this year who got more than 10 carries, and, and all of them, they've averaged 16.1 DraftKings points uh, per game. So 5,200, I, I think he's a, he's a real solid play. So normally I really like Philip Lindsay, and I know the matchup is actually pretty good. I have a couple concerns here. Um, one, uh, you've got a rookie, or I think he's a rookie. Anyway, he's just a backup QB and Brandon Allen. Um, so, yeah, they're going to want to lean on him a little bit more, but a lot of Philip Lindsay's value comes from his ability to catch the ball. Uh, the other side of this is that he's actually uh, dealing with foot and wrist injuries. Uh, I don't. It's not expected for him to miss any time or anything like that. But uh, when you're talking about your main job is to run and carry, uh, and the two body parts that you rely on for those two things are bothering you, I have some concerns um, that at any point in time he could just, you know, I've got turnover concerns. We'll put it that way. So, uh, the matchup is good. Uh, I just have concerns over uh, QB and injuries. Uh, understood. Understood. I, I mean, usually these guys that are going to be lower priced are going to have some warts per se, you know. But got to try to find the guys that that going to have opportunity and and. He, he's going to have opportunity in a good spot. So um, that that's why I like him. Oh, yeah. I mean, at 5,200, uh, and he's averaging 14.19 DraftKings points a game. Uh, you know, that's not bad. That's almost your 3x average right there. So Yeah, and, and he does well on the road. Um, as, as a road underdog, he averages 18.2 DraftKings points uh per game in his career um so uh he he's popping pretty high in my fantasy labs model so i think that uh there's a good chance he ends up in my cash lineup this week uh if not definitely will be in some gpps nice all right well let's look at the receiver position now all right, uh, I'm going to go to the uh, Seattle-Philadelphia game, and uh, I'm going to look at a little DK Metcalf here. Uh, 6,300. Uh, we all know that uh, when you are playing Philly, uh, what you want to do is attack their, their secondary because uh, they're not very good. Um, that's where they give up all their points, usually. Uh, they are... Uh, giving up 41.1 DraftKings points per game to that position. Uh, I don't know 
what uh, Lockett's status is going to be, and if even if he's cleared to play, how much he's actually going to play or how productive he's going to be. Uh, that whole injury he's, situation is very weird. He's not going to be hurt. He's going to be awesome. Don't say anything bad about Tyler Lockett. So he's clearly on Justin's season-long team. Uh, but here's the deal. Even with that, uh, DK Metcalf in the last four games, nine targets, five targets, nine targets, ten targets. Russell's starting to look his way. Um, so uh, if he's going to get that kind of volume, especially if he's going to lean on him a little bit harder with lock it out, uh, I really like that play. That's kind of a cash game for me. Uh, I will flip it for you too and uh if it comes out that Lockett's hurt uh and or limited in a certain fashion uh, i'm gonna play some josh gordon and some gpp this week okay i mean it's interesting metcalf is uh he's not really popping very high in my model here uh not to not to say that my model's the best, but he's, it's just, uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the, the price and opportunity is, is not on the exact, um, level people, um, the, the fantasy labs likes in their algorithms here, but, um, he's, I, I don't see any reason not to like him. I, I actually, Seattle, I just think that their offense is super exciting, and, and any of those guys could have a big game. Like you brought up that Philadelphia defense. Though they have improved um, over the last uh, several games, uh, they do um, still give up a plus uh, – Let's see. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing here. No, actually, um, over the last five games, Philadelphia has given up negative uh, 2.5 um, points uh, to the opponent's average per game. Um, so they have shown improvement uh, since they got a little bit healthier. Does that mean... That they're great. I'm not not sure about that. Uh, they played a couple of games with uh, against some not so great offenses, um, and and even last week playing against um, New England, they New England's offense seems to be a little bit. No, they're not good. Stuck in the mud. <laughs> their offense isn't good. And the, you know, the week before that, okay, they were on their bye week. The game before that, they played the Bears, whose offense is garbage. Right. Garbage. So, you played a Bills team who that's sporadic at best. I mean, and then you had a division game against the Cowboys. So I, yeah, the last couple of games, great. But, yeah, I'm sorry. And, I mean, you're talking about, uh, like you said, a, a Seahawks team that uh, just because Metcalf may have a good game doesn't mean – Lockett won't have a good game or vice versa. Uh, this offense and specifically Russell Wilson can support two good receivers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, actually liking this game possibly to, 
to shoot out a little bit, which is, is it's got the second highest, doesn't it? At like forty eight. Yeah, it's up there, and um, I think it, it's going to depend on the health of uh, the Eagles receivers a little bit. Uh, but Seattle's defense isn't good, so um, their offense has to keep putting up points to stay in games. But I am going back to the Atlanta game and uh, looking at my man Julio at 8,000 versus Tampa Bay. Kind of not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Tampa Bay defense, but because uh, we, we kind of went through that. Uh, what I will say is that uh, Julio has been, um, you know, he started out the season hot with some touchdowns and then lately hasn't seen the end zone in, in quite a while, which tells me that he's he's due and he's in the, he's in the get right spot. And at 1,300 cheaper than Michael Thomas I think that he's uh, well in fact I know he's in a much better spot so he, he gets a lot of targets you know the, the the fewest amount of targets he's had this year has been seven um, but usually he's up in that nine ten or more range he catches just about everything that comes his way uh, could be, could be time for for him to find the end zone, maybe even a couple times. So, just just love the spot for Julio. There's not not too much to say. I mean, he's been fairly healthy this year, and uh, he he's a freaking professional wide receiver. Yeah, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything bad to say about Julio. Uh, you always have to uh, consider him in your lineups, uh, always, um, You know, even when we're talking about DFS. so uh, Especially in a game where he's playing against a team that is not good against the pass or against receivers. So. Yeah, I like it. Uh, just finding a way to fit him is the, going to be the, the difficult. Sure sure thing but uh, yeah we don't need to spend a whole lot of time I already talked about Matt Ryan in that spot and Julio's the man so let's go ahead and uh, jump on down to tight end position alright well I'm going to go back to that uh, Seattle Philly game or stay there I guess uh, except I'm going to go on the other side of the ball this time and I'm going to uh, talk about Dallas Gattert, Gattert however you want to pronounce his name uh, 3700 uh, this guy averages uh, eight points a game right now, so uh, he's giving you a little over your two x. Uh, but here's where I'm here's what I'm thinking. Uh, as we mentioned, this game has uh, shootout potential, uh, second highest over under on the slate, I believe. And in the last, uh, if you look at his last five games, uh, eight targets, four targets, five, five, and six. All right, so he's put up. 28 targets in the last five games. All right, so he's averaging over five targets a game at this point. Uh, that's pretty good volume for a tight end, and they're kind of beat up at receiver position, so they, they use uh, 
those two tight end sets a little bit more often anyway, uh, and they're going to have to open that up a little bit. And he's shown that he's uh, pretty good at bringing that ball in. So I think his usage just stays right in that uh, five to seven target range uh, this week, which should put him at an easy 3x. Uh, actually, I believe if he gets to uh, five targets uh, or even the six targets, we'll say, because it's actually five and a half. If he gets six targets, he should re- return 3x, which out of a tight end, uh, at 3,700, gives you 11.1 points. I'd take it out of a tight end. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, like I was saying, I think I'm, I'm expecting this game to be a little bit of a shootout um, with the wide receiver health or lack thereof. Uh, they're using the tight ends a lot in, in Philly, and for good reason. They got a couple of them that are 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 good. And, you know, while everybody's focused on Ertz, that, that just makes it a lot easier for Goddard to uh, get – not not only targets but prime targets. So, um, he's he's popping up pretty high in my model as well. So, do I do like Goddard? Um, guy I am looking at is Ryan Griffin from the Jets. Um, all this time everybody was uh, pumping. Chris Herndon, hold on to Chris Herndon. When he comes back, he's going to be the, the sleeper of the year from the tight end position. Well, he came back. He hurt himself before he could even get on the field. Um, hasn't really done but much. But in the meantime, Griffin has been a real solid uh, choice for Sam Darnold. And now they... Um, they they're playing an Oakland Raiders team um, that per uh, Mike Beers, um, Oakland is giving up over the last five weeks uh, plus four point two PPR points um, per game to the tight end position. So it's a, it's a good good spot f- for Griffin. Um, it seems to uh, be. A, uh, a kind of a favored target for uh, Darnold, so I, I think this is a good good spot for him. Look, the tight end position has been kind of a wasteland this year, so um, I, I know they did they pumped his price up a little bit after the big game he la- he had last week, uh, but he's playing pretty much uh, all the snaps, and he's getting you know. It's not been a consistent target volume, but I think that he's been uh, coming up as a reliable source for Darnold. Yeah, so (laughs) Ryan Griffin, uh, I've been interested in this one because he, I had him on one of my dynasty teams and then he uh, got himself uh, injured and then. I don't remember if he got himself into trouble or not, uh, or if that was just one of my other players. Um, so I ended up having to let him go. Uh, I know he was devastated. Uh, <laughs> but he he played, when he was on my team, he played really well, uh, you know, produced for me uh, when he was with Houston. Uh, and now he's getting an opportunity to be the guy. 
and he's making the most of it. Um, this is where I get concerned is because you which which Sam Bradford or Bradford Darnold are you getting? I hope we're not which, getting Sam Bradford. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> I mean sometimes that's what Darnold. You know, you you see some of that. So uh, which Sam Darnold are you going to get? Uh, which Oakland defense are you going to get? You know, we've seen times where they've looked vicious and uh, other times where they've just looked not good. So I think this is an interesting, interesting play. I'd, I'd be, I'd almost be leaning at him in a GPP situation. Uh, not so much in the cash department. Yeah. I'm not sure his price tag fits for me in cash, but he, uh, he's definitely uh, somebody who's on my radar to to play. Uh, I mean, he certainly has the opportunity. The opportunity is there because he is the the tight end for them. Um, because you know Herndon's on IR now, but uh, yeah, I mean he he's got eight targets one game, one target the next game, five targets the next like which. Which one are you gonna get? You know, and I mean, all these games there was no, there was no Chris Herndon in those either. So I'm just kind of, just kind of curious. Definitely worth a GPP flyer for me. I just I'd be staying far away from him in cash. Cool, cool. Yeah, I I I get it. Um, so real quick before we wrap things up, I do have one play that I'm kind of, um. This little GPP flyer I'm looking at here um, that I don't think is going to be very highly owned, um, uh, but I, I love his matchup against Detroit, and that's Darius Geis. Um, his low-price, uh, low-owned guy that I think, uh, as he's been getting back um, into uh, the swing of things, uh, with a team that is looking to go young, uh, he's he's gotten some opportunities. Uh, you know, he had uh, 10, 10 rushes and seven rushes in his two games so far. They've targeted him a little bit in the passing game. So, um, in fact, uh, last week he had four attempts inside the red zone. So, um, just, uh, scored on one of those too, didn't he? Um, man, he had 13.9 points. So yeah, at 4,700 in a home game against Detroit, who, um, just, you know, gives up all kinds of points. They're, they're over the last five weeks is the worst against the running back, giving up a positive, 8.3 over uh, opponent average. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson is is what he is. He's just, uh, you know, kind of old man status at this point. And, um, I think they're really trying to get, get guys some looks. So, uh, like I said, going to be probably real low owned. <laughs> Fantasy Labs hasn't projected it a Zero to one percent. I just think he's uh, worth worth a little bit of a tournament flyer here. Or there. What do they have uh, Scarborough projected at? 
I'm going to imagine they've got Scarborough. Let me see. Um, project a little bit. Because he he is priced $500 less, and I was actually going to be my uh, my dart, if you will. Two, two to 4% um, ownership. You know, we, ha- we haven't done it in a while, just a uh, straight-up straight up wager player to player. I think, well, let's go for it then. Um, we got Thanksgiving coming up, so I, I'd be happy for you to pour me a bourbon. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Scarborough versus Geis. I like it. I like it. A little bit of, little bit of action. I, You know, and the risk is there, I think, with both guys is that uh, – it's yet to be seen who's really going to lead the backfield for those teams. And just so happens that they're playing in the same game. So it works out really well. Right on, brother. Right on. So I think with that, we should go ahead and start to wrap things up. Why don't you tell people where they can get in touch with you? Yeah, find me in those usual spots at JDWest22 on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter at Justin M. West, on Instagram, JMW1977. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call, or email us, anotherbadcall at gmail.com. Don't forget to uh, check out JD's uh, opportunities column, anotherbadcall.com. So, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.